0: How can we together have a bigger impact in the world around our common ground of making the world a better place?
1: What are the things as fellow dads going through some hard-fought lessons ahead of some other dads that we can assist them through? That's Paul Ferry. I'm Jared Lestrange, and you're listening to Episode 9 of The Super Dad Show. Welcome to the Super Dad Show. I'm your host, Jared Lestrange. Being a Super Dad is not about being perfect, it's about having a growth mindset and striving to become the very best version of ourselves. Each week, we interview our superhero guests about how they deal with the everyday pressures of being a parent, partner, and provider. We discover new ways to develop our real life skills. We learn new strategies to help us make massive growth. Subscribe now, listen in and become an active part of our worldwide community of super dads. Now, without further ado, let's get on with the show. today is an impromptu episode of the Super Dad show and we're joined by Paul Ferry on the veranda on the spot, <laughs> on the spot. Um, he knew me better even though that this is quite normal for me <laughs> and hence why I, I uh, encouraged him very much to come and spend some time so that we can be uh, together today and... now you know, there was
0: a cunning plan to get me here. <laughs> it me feel nervous. So, are we actually here to today?
1: <laughs> okay, Thanks. so we are talking about collaboration. That is the core message that uh, I think we need to bring out because in order to solve domestic violence, to solve kids growing up without their fathers, to solve... Uh, marriages that are splitting up due to communication issues within the relationship that go unnoticed for too long to the to the detriment of the of the relationship or or get swept under the rug I don't know there's a there's a lot of stuff we can talk about obviously
0: mm.
1: when it comes to child rearing there is no handbook a no manual for relationships and we go through school and out into the world and we might end up um, knocking someone up accidentally or we get into marriage. There's so many different relationships out there, um, and, uh, and the dynamic is so different, and these kids are being brought in with parents who come from a different upbringing, who have been through their own experiences and may not even realize just how much they're parenting their own children like their own parents parented them. And, um, and so for me, it's having those deep conversations where we can really unpack what it means to be a super dad, where there is that common ground where we can come together in community, whether that's in face-to-face uh, workshops where we can uh, share our personal experience and grow together, whether that's in an online format, Um, Obviously, inside the app is something that I'm really trying to use to engage people as well. Your mission with Safe Haven to support women, it's uh, your mission to also help those men who may have, uh, you know, in the past committed some things that they're not proud of towards women and how to engage those people to help them to grow through, you know, some issues there that maybe they need to address. Um, that come from childhood trauma. Do you agree?
0: Yeah. Right back at the start, like you are saying about what's the common ground, I think often the common ground is that like with a lot of charities or not-for-profits or community organisations, the common ground is that we want the world to be a better place and then we mm. all take a different viewpoint on how the how we might contribute to making the world a better place yep. and there's a lot of crossovers between one organisation and another so mm. the ones that you mentioned for me you know working in the area of domestic violence prevention mm. man it's so broad yep. there's so much to do so which is the small area that I can work on that makes sense that I can actually do something in that space right now mm-hmm. Um, And why? So for me, the why is that we want to, like, as a father of three kids, I want my kids to grow up in a world where that doesn't exist. I've got a son who's 17, and I've got two daughters, 15 and and 13, sorry, 12. And, you know, I want to make sure that they're not abusive or abused in their own relationships. Mm -hmm. So I can be a role model for that. Yeah, But also I can... Um, help others to do the same so that our kids do grow up in safer environments and our kids do grow up to then create safer environments for their kids, mm. but also extending through my kids to the other people that they know mm. so that they know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate in the yeah. world. And if they see somebody being ill-treated mm. or ill-treating somebody else, that they can actually be a stand for that. And say, yeah. do you know what, mate? We should have a chat because that's really not cool what Mm. you're saying right now and what you're doing. Now, you probably need somebody to talk to about this Mm -hmm. and not to condemn or or to take sides or, you know, there's so much out there that persecutes people for the wrongdoing. And another area for me is to work on not persecuting people. Like you said, somebody may have been doing the wrong thing and they may have fear and shame around that. Shame because they've done it and fear that they're going to get caught keeping on doing it. Mm. But what's at the root of that is the fact that they probably grew up in that. All their younger years, they probably grew up in that environment and that was normal for their parents. That's what was modeled for them. And they've got frustrations in life and I don't condone the behavior, but I certainly don't persecute the behavior either. I support the person who's living their life in such a a way that they have to express themselves with angry words or physical violence. And so if we can get to the bottom of that and help people, like through a Super Dads program, for instance, which is why I'm sitting in this chair with you today, helping guys to have more power and control in a positive way in their life such that they don't need to control and overpower other people because yeah. they've got their own shit sorted you know yeah absolutely we've got to support guys and we've got to support boys we've got to support children mm. and families mm. Mm. to actually have their lives work and a lot of that yeah. is through self-realization and, and self-development and actually mm. getting complete with your past and your stories mm. and healing all your past traumas and it's a process and it takes a long time and you can do that in community but you can't do it in isolation yeah so there's so much to be done and to get back to i think what the theme is which is collaboration man i can't do more than a percent if i'm lucky of what needs to be done so we have to collaborate we Mm. have to combine ideas resources um Look at where the collaboration potential is, and then work out and map that future out. Like, what do we? What, how can we together have a bigger impact in the world around our common ground of making the world a better place in the area that we suppose that we might be able to make a difference. Mm. And there's no end of collaboration potential no because there there's so right. many people doing great work. Yeah, you don't have to look far to find them. Yeah,
1: but you know, this is what's been coming up for me lately, is it's not about having more followers it's about creating more leaders and so for me and where i'd like to take super dads moving forward and this has been this has been coming to me more and more is there is a big call for face-to-face engagement for meetups where these dads can Get to know themselves better in a supportive, non-judgmental environment where they can talk about the trials and tribulations and joys of their life as a as a parent, as a partner, as a provider, as a man, and um, find that middle ground, uh, you know, between them where they where they understand each other's. Each other's issues and and have some accountability in place where they know they need to change we've got this massive expanding core of dads worldwide in each town and city and country that come together um, in alignment with their values to be a better dad And so it's no longer just online, it's also offline. So they've got someone to give them a pat on the back when they do good or kick them up the bum when they need it or get together with them for a beer or to get them active and off the couch. I think it has to happen.
0: There's the geographical limitations for a lot of groups. There's only so many people can get to so many meetings and it's inconvenient and therefore they don't go or maybe they want some anonymity, and they're not, you know, not ready to come out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things around domestic violence that I started a number of years ago um, was a concept called the Brotherhood United, mm. and, and the idea was very similar. It's men's groups where men can come out and, and say, in the same way that Alcoholics Anonymous does, you can put your hand up, come to a group, put your hand up, and say. I'm an alcoholic, and I'm here to get help. And you know, I've been clean for this many days, and that support network is there. And you have mm. a sponsor that's there to support you, your personal sponsor. Mm. When you feel like you're sliding, you call your sponsor. Your sponsor's got yeah. your back, and you have a real conversation with yeah. this person yeah. that's there to support you, not yeah. judge you or condemn you. Now. In the United States, under the, the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, mm. you have um, uh, alcohol and drug abuse as a disease. You also have violence. And that doesn't happen in Australia, but it does in the United States mm. where violence or use of violence is the same as use of drugs or alcohol. Yep. It's a disease mm. that can be cured with support. Mm. My idea for over here in, in Australia was to create the Brotherhood United concept yep. so that you actually have a brother, somebody that you could count on as a brother that's got your back and when you're having a shit time yeah. you call your brother and your brother says dude I've got you, now I'm not going to condone the behaviour, I'm not going to cover up because I'm a real brother. brother, a brother wouldn't cover up for you, a mm. brother would support mm. you, a yep. brother would help you out and listen mm. and be there An active listener Mm -hmm. would make all the difference for somebody to share in confidentiality what's going on and be supported to make that stop. So, So, you know, my involvement with you and with Superdads is because I can see that... The the only reason that I didn't pursue that is because I didn't have the right people to do that with comes back to collaboration. My inability to find the right people to collaborate with to get that shit going. Mm. But I think with with Superdads' model, you've got the potential there to roll this out not through AA meetings in small community halls once a month um, behind closed doors but to actually have a a larger Australia-wide conference call or or video conference facility where you can provide those topics I think it's absolutely necessary I don't know if anybody else is doing it
1: and look, so I've just gone through the quantum movement with a guy called Jason Reynolds and it was the quantum eight and it's where I draw so much inspiration for this for this model uh, from my idea was obviously to, to bring it offline, but I can see how it can work incredibly well online as well. And I mean, you should do both and you yeah. can maybe
0: start chapters where mm. you've got the offline version.
1: Yeah, for sure. Look, online, for for example, you know, it could be...
0: ...to get people to the offline.
1: could be 10 dads, 10 weeks, mm. you know, this time, this is your group, this is your commitment. And so each week they facilitate and they're on that call uh, and do it that way. And you Zoom where you all get to see each other's face and, uh, you know, have the talking stick as such. Mm. Uh I've just been through, as I said, the Quantum 8 and that's how it ran and um, it was fantastic and what it really showed me was I'm a very open and honest person and I was happy to put myself really on the line and and share some deep stuff but even myself um, feeling comfortable doing that with pretty much complete strangers from the from the first or second week i still found there was a greater depth of sharing as each week went by mm. but more importantly i saw that coming out in others and how we bonded together as a close knit group that at the start of the meeting obviously the big thing is creating that safe haven where you can all come together in you know not anonymity but but to privately share within that close-knit group what's going on openly and honestly with them. Um, there's,
0: um, there's always going to be, I, I, I appreciate what you're saying yeah. about the sharing gets deeper as you get further into mm. it. I think when anybody starts something like that, the only way that some people are going to feel it's okay to start sharing deeply is mm. if they see other people doing it first. Oh, you, for you've sure. got to find those leaders that will yes. be the first one. Um, I went to a group, uh, a male um, group mm. down the Gold Coast mm. not that long ago and they asked a really powerful question um, to get the ball rolling and they said, okay, you know, go around the room and, and say who you are and you know, if you want, why you're here. And then we went around the room again, that was like the icebreaker. The second time we went around the room they said, right, share something with everybody that you don't want them to know about you. And a few people passed the stick. That, no, I don't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah. Um, it came to me, and I'm like you. I'm very honest and open and authentic sharer. Mm. I don't mind putting it out there. Yeah. Um, I've embraced vulnerability. I think it's a very powerful tool. And so I shared something incredibly raw for me and. Being able to start the ball rolling, being able to share at that level, it makes something available for the other people because mm. even if they don't then share themselves, at least they get something from everybody else's share yeah. and they can align with that and say, man, that's me too. Man, I've experienced that. Oh, I know exactly what he means. Oh, and then may have a private conversation later with you because they can relate to you. They just don't want to do it in a larger part. Yeah, before. for sure. But you've got to put yourself out there first so that other people get that it's okay, Mm. it's safe, I can share too. And eventually when they're ready, they can come out and do it themselves.
1: Yeah, definitely. Here's something I'd love to unpack with you is I'm someone who wants to go out and save the whole freaking world and and I didn't want to just help dads who are 35 to 45 who are overweight and going through a separation right now. I wanted to help all dads.
0: It's a good need. Restrictive, possibly?
1: Well, what what I'm saying is that we have dads from all walks of life that are within the group. The dads who are engaging the most are the dads who are going through their tough times, or the dads who are already ready to step up as leaders and want to inspire people in the group. But then we've got all the majority of the people who... Part of the Superdad app or the closed Facebook group, who only engage rarely, if ever, they sit on the sidelines of the movement. And observers,
0: not participants.
1: That's correct. So what I'm all about is trying to draw more people with my vulnerability, with my oversharing, with um, you know putting the, the brand out there in the world. Uh, you know and aiming to be the best role model I can be through my faults and once again you know like hey if if I was asked you know what I don't want people to know about me of course there's things there that are going to you know make me cringe to kind of bring up just because (laughs) just because I want to be this this perfect leader out the front of the super dads who's who's driving everyone forward and for me to be completely vulnerable it's almost like will people lose respect for me
0: no you know what i mean the opposite. absolutely the opposite you've got to get that out of your head because your vulnerability your authenticity your are putting everything out there about yourself is the exact reason that they will trust you and respect you mm. when you when you put yourself out there as you know a leader who's got his shit together and follow me and be a super dad like me, man, they, they'll be wary of that. When they see the old you and the transformed you, and then they go, wow, he's come from this to that. Like the, the weight loss stuff that you see. You see the before and the afters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, People need to know that you went there and you did it, that you had your dark days. The most inspiring leaders are the ones that authentically share about the dark days. And not the woe is me shedding a tear stuff and then the rah-rah pump-pump at the end. But you know the ones that I mean. The ones where, like we were at that um, Change the World event and we saw um, uh, Nick Bodich. Yep. Man, mm-hmm. how authentic was that mm-hmm. shit? Mm-hmm. You know, you really got that he'd been through the dark days, and you really got his commitment to change the world. And you—you you couldn't not love that guy, right? Yeah, yep. You couldn't not love and trust and admire and respect the guy because mm-hmm. he's been there, he's seen it, he's done it. He had his dark days. He spiraled out but of then, control, but then pulled again, himself out of a nose the, hive and turned it shit around. But
1: the difficult thing is that that you're always going to feel like a hypocrite if you're not over those things yet if you are still challenged by those things you know you can you can say one week you know well i'll um, challenge I'm, you on
0: that one because i'm I don't, I don't want to follow somebody that says i'm, non, I'm 100% perfect i've done everything mm. i want to i want to follow somebody that still challenges themselves every day and still overcomes stuff every day yeah. it's like integrity there's no top of the mountain You can always find more. You're so right. I love that. Yeah. You know? Very true. It's a lifelong learning. It's a lifelong struggle. The only thing that changes is that you get to deal with shit at the next level up. (laughs) Look at people like Richard Branson. Mm. Imagine what he deals with on a daily basis. He's just dealing it at level 1,000. You know, and we get yeah. to deal at level 100 and some people are still trying to deal with level mm-hmm. 50 mm-hmm. or level 20. Yeah. We just get better at dealing with more and more shit yeah. and that's through knowing ourselves and having mm-hmm. control of ourselves and our mind and, and knowing when these dark thoughts and this self-doubt and all this bullshit from our past comes up because mm-hmm. our minds are very clever at creating a new way of self-sabotaging that we haven't seen before. When we think yeah. we've buried that shit, it mm. comes mm. back in a different form, right? So we just get to deal with it again at another level, yeah. again at another level, and we've never finished dealing with it until the day we die. Yeah. So you no, know, nobody can say they've nailed it and perfected it. One of one of the things. On
1: the one of the things on that note that, if you listen to my podcasts now and and just how I hold a conversation. I'm not making all of these affirmative statements for other people anymore. I'm using I statements more. Yeah. I'm I'm owning, That's I'm owning funny. how I believe at that moment in time, understanding that that may change as I evolve, and and as I continue to learn and make mistakes. So it's interesting, you know, like we make so many, um, so many beliefs a part of our life growing up and we're unwilling to let those beliefs go sometimes we hold on to them so strongly absolutely and yet when they no longer serve us when they have affected us to the point where they fucked up our relationship where they are causing us to lose our cool like like i believe i should get home and you know the kids will immediately want to drop everything and talk to me even though they're teenagers with their own agenda and their own things going on and you know, I believe that their room should always be clean and, and yeah. that they should that they should listen to me when I tell them uh, to go and clean their room. You know, like, I know for myself, I hold on to all of those things and then I'm disappointed when they don't live up to my expectations.
0: Yeah, that's so a big one for any parent.
1: Expectation, isn't it? When expectation doesn't meet yeah. reality, it causes stress.
0: I, I went through a lot of that myself and... For me, like for some people that might listen to this, this might be a like, Durr. but for me, it took me a long time to work this one out. Um, I like you, you know, my kids are untidy. When I get home, I want this and mm. I want that and I want mm. the other and I want all of these things. It's I want this and I want that. And it's very self-centered and mm-hmm. ego driven. It's all about poor old me because I don't think that I'm good enough and I didn't know I didn't had hadn't got to the bottom of that. But in the, the five years of self-development mm. since that, that whole process started, somewhere in the middle, I started to look at, well, what am I doing? I'm actually being really controlling. I'm trying to control everything. I'm trying to control my entire environment because I don't have control. And it was all about control, control, control. Yeah. And then I thought, I had a bit of a brainwave, what if I stop being so controlling? What if I give up? control. So rather than think about, you know, giving up a mm. negative thing, mm. which mm. means the negative is always still there and therefore you'll never give it up. What's the reverse or what's the opposite, the polar opposite of control, so I can try to attain this yeah. positive thing rather mm. than give up the negative thing. Mm. And so it actually took me a really long time to work it out. Mm. But what's the opposite of control? Do you know what it is? Um,
1: ease, release.
0: <laughs> for me, I mean, it might be a, a number of different things, but for me, what I got was acceptance. So yep. I could accept my yep. children the way they are instead of making them wrong for being t- untidy. Nice, nice. And when I yeah. got that I can have acceptance, man, that was a massive shift for me because I actually, in the face of the untidy room, mm. gave them love mm. and spent time accepted them for who they are instead Mm. of making them wrong which affected my relationship Mm. with them
1: and you know what on that on that tidy room thing i need to accept that if i want them to clean their room then i need to get in and do it myself
0: with them because
1: that's what they're looking for they want that they want that
0: connection and they yeah otherwise you you train them to every time they see you in their untidy room, that you don't accept them, they're not good enough, you'll train them to have this going on for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years, and then they'll end up where we are, going through self-development <laughs> and trying to right the world. Because they didn't get it from the start, you didn't give them lo- love and acceptance, unconditional yeah. love and acceptance from the start. And you know, And they yeah. can spend time with you, you mm-hmm. can help them pick the shit up and put it back in the box and call it quality time, rather than come in and complain and moan because it's not done before you got there, Yeah, Mm. you know? Mm. Quality time doesn't have to be in the tidy room, quality time could be creating the tidy room.
1: Yep. Mm. I was gonna say, my wife is really good at picking me up for uh, for sweating the small stuff. Yeah. You know, for, uh, I remember this one day, for example, my wife had gone to work, she's a nurse, I had two kids at the time, I think Hannah was four years old and it was 7 a.m. As I said, my wife was out the door, so I was still groggy and trying to wake up. And I think I said to my four-year-old, how about you go and start making your own breakfast? (laughs) regretting it as soon as i walked around the corner and there was three liters of milk all over the floor (laughs) and so i had to remind myself not to cry over spilt milk you know (laughs) and look it's interesting all these all these things that really don't matter in the grand scheme of things but we hold on to because a maybe our own parents had those rules and maybe they Never made sense to us why they had those rules in the first place either. I know that I broke a lot of rules because I didn't understand the reason behind a rule, and I would never follow something just for the sake of following a rule if I yeah. couldn't understand no the meaning behind I think that kids rule. Kids are break in the first rules place,
0: anyway, regardless, testing because, boundaries. Yes, and exactly. That's right. It's a part Inserting of Inserting their up. independence and. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the rules are. They're always going to push a boundary just to see what's possible, what's not. It's just part of growing up and learning.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: There was a conversation, and this comes from, you know, the inspiration behind this comes from sayings that have been around for hundreds of thousands of years. Mm. But I was having a chat with um, a, a business connection just recently, and he was saying that he sticks by his philosophy of, There's things that you can change, there's things that you can influence, and there's things that you can either change or influence. And that's like what you said, you know, if I can change it, I'll change it today. Mm. If I can influence the change because I want it to change, Mm. but I don't want to be or can't be the one that changes it, then I'll, I'll, you know, apply some pressure and try and influence it. But if it's not going to be something that I can change directly or influence and change indirectly, yeah. mm. stop complaining about mm. it. Stop mm. worrying about it. Move on and mm. just create some acceptance around it. Yeah, definitely. And don't be a victim to something that you can't easily change. Yeah. Mm. Because being a victim doesn't serve you or anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you just well, accept look at- and move on powerfully in your yeah. life and go back to the things that you can influence and the things that you can directly change mm. that are inside of your value system and mm. your goals for your life yeah. and for the world that we live in and the people that surround you. Yeah. Simple stuff, man.
1: A lesson I learned showed up in my parenting the other week and it was a lesson about relationships, was, uh, which was that inside of a relationship, men want to fix problems yeah you know their their partner comes to to them instead of yes yeah but we've got to give up on that well i don't think it's giving up yeah sometimes sometimes is the word um but it's it's looking for those opportunities to just sit back and allow our children or our partner to to vent and just have that understanding sympathetic (laughs) ear instead of coming up with solutions to how they're feeling, isn't it? And
0: don't we all want to do the solution? (laughs) There's there's a simple one here that I've I've learned, which is um, to ask the question, darling, do you want me to listen or do you want me to problem solve right now? (laughs) And let's be clear. The nice, honest question. (laughs) And most of the time the answer is, darling, I just want you to listen. I can problem solve. I know how to, I just need to talk about it first.
1: Well, isn't isn't that's a there that place to listen from? Isn't there that wisdom in the first place that we need to wait for someone to come to us for help? You know, I know for me, I run around trying to be a freaking savior and and help everybody and yet the problem is that my help is not always well received because yeah. they're not ready for it, they it haven't asked for you it, <laughs> they it, don't right? want it. Yeah. Absolutely. It's Why can not you rejection. tell me if you don't want me to fix it? <laughs> yeah. I had a, a qualification form for the Super Dad program early on when this first began two and a bit years ago and um, all these dads were putting their heart on their sleeve, sharing their problems and then I'd get on a conversation with them. and. It was just their opportunity to vent. It was their opportunity to have themselves heard Mm. in filling out that qualification form and, you know, um, tell me a bit more about yourself and they'd just go... Brilliant. And I'd be like, wow, you know, like...
0: Guys need that too. Guys need to vent and guys need to be vulnerable.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Guys need to know that it's okay to put that shit out there and they're not going to get judged for being a Nancy or a Mm. pussy or a wuss or a princess or a snowflake. Yeah,
1: yeah. But what, what needs to evolve and, and this is why I'm looking at this leadership training, um, looking at the meetups online and face to face, is that for me the solution was to get them into the SuperDab program, which cost money, which was a big commitment, um, and which was something that a lot of these guys weren't ready for because they just wanted to be heard. Yeah. You know, they didn't want to they didn't want to have their problems fixed. They didn't want to dive too much deeper just yet. They didn't know me, you know. So you got to build um, the
0: rapport and the trust before they give you the money.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um,
0: with or without a money-back guarantee.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what is it? You know, people have got to know, like, and trust you. And when it comes to online businesses these days, I think it's growing more by the day. You need 12 points of contact before someone knows and likes you. And then it can be even more before they actually trust you with their hard-earned money
0: you know it's,
1: yeah yeah so learning the marketing and sales to enable me to grow this movement i don't feel inauthentic by any means in my approach to the sales process to get dads on board with what we're doing as an organization because i believe so strongly in the good work that we're doing through the Um, transformations that uh, that so many dads have made with the support the encouragement and the professional services that have been brought into the mix you know but as you said it's really about collaboration moving forward it's about giving up that ego centric kind of way of okay you know This is the Super Dads, this is my business, this is, you know, how I make money for my family. Um, you know, geez, that credit card bill is growing by the day I've put so much money into this, how am I going to accrue that in an authentic way? I almost need to need to kind of take that stuff out of it a little bit and just say, okay, these are the people who are on the same mission. I've got to take off some of these hats, hand them over and say, you've been wearing this hat for a lot longer than I have. You know, you look a lot better in it. Here's the graphic design work to do for it. You know, um, here's here's the websites. Let's expand this vision further. Let's start up these meetup groups. Let's train the people up to be leaders of this movement in their, in their local city. Um, you know for me it's for me what i love about you and and i really wish i had captured it was one of the very first phone conversations that we had where we you blew my mind you know you really did you you put down in words the heart that i have for what has been created with super Dads, but you just saw it so much further ahead
0: than easier. where I
1: am now, because you have that bird's eye view looking in.
0: It's always easier for somebody externally to see that than it is for you. And, and this is in, you know, so much self-realization and self-healing work as well. Mm-hmm. Everybody else can see your problem, just not you. And you've mm-hmm. got to realize it for yourself. And mm-hmm. that's why, you know, the, the conversation is still going. Because when you see the potential of this for yourself... And when you realize that, it's going to be so much more powerful than having mm. to trust somebody else's vision because it's going to be your vision. You've got to see it. Well, but that's the thing. I actually don't
1: I, – I feel like it's, it's now a matter of – the reason why I'm not clear on the big vision is because there's other people that need to come into the vision mm. first to enable me to see just how big this can grow.
0: Okay. Okay. So before we talked about one of my previous experiences where I gave up controlling my environment and provided acceptance Mm -hmm. for my environment, for the people in it. Mm -hmm. So you talked about you you need to take off some hats and give up controlling this and controlling that and controlling the design. Mm -hmm. Um, See it from a different perspective for a moment where... You're not giving up control at all. Mm -hmm. You're actually extending the team. You're empowering people to make a contribution. And you're extending the reach and the impact will be times 5 or times 10 or times 50 Mm -hmm. to the audience and the reach that you will have. That's what you should be aiming for is what's the most impact that i can have in the world if i empower other people if i touch move inspire and and enroll and register people into this project called Superdance. forget giving up control touch move inspire enroll and register people to empower them to increase the impact in the world Mm. of this thing that you are so passionate about Mm.
1: Mm. yeah yeah you're right You're absolutely right. Stop giving
0: up control. Accept people's assistance. Yeah. Because I'm sure it's not just you and me that want to see this work. No. On a really large scale and and positively affect the lives of not only thousands of dads, but thousands of mums and thousands of kids all across Australia and beyond. Yep. So Mm. it's not about giving up control. Mm.
1: And look, I put out a post inspired by you actually Um, asking serious question, who wants to be a super dad coach? Simple question because I really thought there are so many dads with some hard-fought lessons that really believe in what we're doing want to support dads. And if I'm inspired by this mission, of course, there's going to be a lot of other people and I've just got to find my tribe. I've got to find those people who... Who want to be part of it and and give back to dads worldwide? You know. What was the response
0: for that question?
1: Fantastic, amazing, some incredible guys that uh, have responded and said, "I'm in." Good. You know. And so for so me, you can create for me, more leaders beyond that. Yeah, that's some people right. That
0: wouldn't know what that entails yeah. once you describe that to them. And take the fear that mm. they may have around that away yeah. and ease them into it. Yeah. And your your role is, like you said right at the beginning of this conversation, your role becomes that of creating leaders, not mm. followers.
1: Well, here's what I'm actually thinking is the people who want to step up and become leaders of the super dads, the very first thing we need to do is now that I have aligned myself with the Triple P parenting program which is in 20 25 countries it's currently free to go through and they want me to basically or my vision is to come on board with them get trained up as a facilitator but also train up other facilitators Um, you know of that framework because what I like about it is I don't have to reinvent the wheel I don't go I don't have to go and do that myself this is a psychologist I actually went to as a 12 year old who uh, was suffering a a breakdown because of the amount of pressure I was putting on myself and was put on me by others doing gymnastics at the time and he ended up you know what's this 25 years later has put together this evidence-based program which is taught everywhere and I've been through it myself, I actually went through it as a 19-year-old. Just find that it's the way for us to move forward as a professional worldwide movement to have someone so large as that on board to provide some really professional um, parenting education. you know. Uh, so my idea is we get our core group, they go through it with me, We all do the lessons, we discuss it, we jump online and and have that opportunity to share. It gives us the uh, ability to test this idea of this close-knit group coming together and talking about all these different topics and being vulnerable about it. Um, And then you know that's going to give us that group who want to perhaps start up some meetups in their local area. And then all they need to do is find nine other dads who want to be in it with them.
0: Hmm. multiple chapters. Absolutely. As a model for that already. It's easy.
1: Yeah. Let's wrap this up by um, telling people how they can get in touch with you if they're interested in working with you. You can plug
0: a few things. All right. Yeah. I've been in business for 20 years myself and primarily in the um, creative side of things, marketing. Um, also had a um, Uh, launched a business on the Brisbane City Cats in 2003, uh, which was an advertising business. I put TV screens on the boats that go up and down the river, 125,000 passengers each week. Wow. So um, so advertising um, and sales and also 20 years of business experience. And I think whatever your business is, You're in the business of educating people Mm. about your products and your services. Mm. Mm. And the majority of your business is marketing and sales because if you don't market, nobody knows that you exist. And Mm. if you don't have effective salespeople or sales strategies, you don't have anybody to um, deliver your product or service to. So the product and the service delivery is a small component. It's the end result of effective marketing and sales. Mm, mm. Um, and then you've got the efficiencies of business management, etc., etc. et cetera. After, I don't know, maybe 15 years of being in business and trading my time for money, and realizing my life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to, and I was desperately unhappy, I decided to make a lot of changes and kind of reinvent mm. myself. Um, some people call it a midlife crisis for me, I called it a midlife reinvention because I'm all about the positive, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so <laughs> I created a blank canvas and decided, you know, what, what do I want my life to look like from here on in? Mm. And from the business perspective, I started to work on, I only want to work with people that do good in the world. Mm-hmm. Because I want to do good in the world and my self-development means that I can pass that on to other people. Mm, mm. And instead of me helping a thousand people in a year directly, if I help a hundred people in a year who each help a thousand people in a year, Mm. that's a hundred times my impact in the world. Yeah, bloody oath. So if I only focus on helping people that do good do it better, then my impact is way bigger. And I'm not exchanging my time for money. I'm actually exchanging my time for results. Yeah in the world, making the world a better place. So mm. that's what gets me out of bed every day. Um, I have been involved with startups, um, not-for-profits, and charitable organizations who have all the best intention but have um, a lot of passion but not necessarily all the business skills. And they certainly have bugger all money. So I've been poor for a while but happy and poor because I know that I'm making a difference in the world. Absolutely. Um, so that's what I do for people in in my con- uh, creative and consulting business. I help people that do good do it better um, and with a focus around marketing and sales and mm-hmm. business management. Um, more recently, just over a year ago, I, I've been volunteering my time and services to the domestic violence sector for a number of years because I think not because I've been involved in domestic violence situations growing up or because I've been violent and I'm repenting, just because of the social injustice that I see and the fact that we deserve to grow up and be in a happy, safe, nurturing, loving Mm. environment Mm. as children. Absolutely. And that we can provide that. And there's a huge problem in Australia and there's not enough accommodation for people. So I helped a charity called um, Safe Haven Community, um, by taking what was then a concept and turning it into a full-blown charity with um, DGR or deductible gift recipient status, which means that we can get tax-free so, uh, uh, tax cuts on donations, yeah. and built the service and launched it. And we were a little bit like Airbnb for people fleeing domestic abuse, and we help people. Um, rebuild or or build for the first time a more positive life for themselves and their children amazing um so that's that takes up a lot of my time at the moment and i am really passionate about having people having a life that works for them um because i know it's possible because i've done it for myself Mm. and there's always more work to do Mm. but i've actually been able to see the life that i had i didn't like and i created the life that i now have which i really really do like I think anybody can have that with the right support and with the right intention for themselves to have that. If you decide, I want a better life, you can have it. And, you know, through Superdad or through Safe Haven Community or through anything else, through yoga Mm. or through better eating Mm. or through positive parenting programs, there's so many different flavors, there's so many different things. But if you decide that you want a better life, you can get it. You can go out there. There's enough people doing great work. So I just support those people. Um, And, yeah, that's that's about it
1: for me. (laughs) So, look, if someone has resonated with you and your passion and your ability in a professional sense to help people to clarify their message and move forward and use your skills in you know, in web development and, and branding and
0: everything like that, Yeah. you know, how can they get in touch with you? Give me a call, shoot me an email. The The best way to find me is through Safe Haven's website, safehavencommunity.com.au, um, or I'm assuming that there'll be a link to me through you. Contact Jared or find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Paul F-E-R-R-Y. Pretty easy to find. (laughs) Um, And yeah, if there's anything that I can do to help people that do good do it better or help people get um, through domestic violence or domestic abuse situations, then.
1: Fantastic. And let's cover one more very important thing. You have just launched 100 Heroes. Tell us about that and if there's any people who have businesses, organizations, or even just themselves really believe in supporting
0: yeah well I have to admit that the idea of hundred heroes was inspired by um, super dads as well this hero theme kept coming up (laughs) for me in a different a number of different ways and then when we met and I saw this super dad thing something resonated and for the next three nights after that event I wasn't able to sleep properly I was so excited about so many things So we just launched a campaign to raise funds for safe haven community to help prevent domestic violence and help children and and their parents be happy and safe. And how it works is we're encouraging 100 business leaders to step up and make a donation of $100 per month ongoing and they become a part of the 100 heroes and you know, financial founders mm-hmm. for the organization Safe Haven Community to go forward. How that looks is once you're on board, you, you make a simple donation on the um, Safe Haven website. So if you go to safehavencommunity.com.au, uh, you'll see the link there on the homepage to the 100 Heroes page. Um, you make a donation. You do a little selfie video. I put a link into your um, video and your uh, website and then you become a, an ongoing partner, so we'll be promoting you everywhere we go and we'll also be sending you uh, press releases and other positive stories that you can then communicate to your own customers or prospective customers to let them know that you're um, you're the good guys in town. Um, it's an ethical purchase choice for them then. They can choose your service or your competitor's service knowing that the price and the product is similar but that you guys actually Have a bit more substance to your organization and the people that they're dealing with with you and nicer people that actually give a shit about the world being a better place
1: absolutely and more importantly what super dad doesn't want to be part of ending domestic violence supporting people who are going through
0: it we we don't have enough men in the conversation around domestic violence i'm frequently the only guy in the room and i'm sick of it and we need more men any men that are listening to this Um, communication right now if you think about your daughters or your sister or your mum or anybody that's close to you being bashed and bruised and beaten and you know um, how unacceptable that is in 2018 for people to be dealt with that way or Mm. or to be treated that way Um, if you've got a daughter or if you intend to have a daughter think about what you would want for her and if you can make a stand for that right now and stand in the space of domestic violence prevention as a man, You not only will you feel great, you'll be applauded for it. Uh, I know that I get applauded for it a lot because I'm the only guy in the room. But I actually want to change that. I want the room to be half men and half women um, because this is not women's problems for women to resolve. It's a community problem for a community to resolve and a business community to resolve. So, right. so we all have to stand together on it. So men that are listening, um get on board get in touch
1: paul ferry thank you so much for joining us in this impromptu spur of the moment super dad show today it wasn't nearly
0: as scary as i thought be <laughs> when you dropped me in with no warning
1: <laughs> uh, look i know we're both uh, good conversationists we yeah. we feel so passionate about this and uh i'm glad that we would recorded this today so to all our listeners thank you for joining us i hope you got something great out of it Please get in touch with Paul Ferry if you are interested in working with him or supporting the good work that he is doing. And we'll be back. And we'll be back. Please make sure that you listen in for the next episode and make sure you download the Superdad app at the SuperdadApp.com.